happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of the Rogers Radio Podcast. Today is going to be so much fun. I have Raven Graham here, and we're going to talk all things leadership and how she got to where she is today and what great things are going on in the banking industry. excited to get this started so welcome Raven hi how are you good so thank you for coming on today I'm excited to talk to you Uh, we had a little off mic conversation about how I'm fascinated with the banking industry so I'm excited to learn more about it and how you got to where you are so let's start by us telling uh, by you telling us what your name is where you work and um, we'll go from there All right. Uh, Like you mentioned, I'm Raven Graham. I am with Carter Bank and Trust, and I am stationed at the downtown office, Um, but I am actually over a majority of branches in our area, Um, and I also co-mingle with the Danville area as well, so it's a total of 10 branches. And you oversee all 10 branches? Uh, Not technically oversee, but we have a partner, Mary Beal, and her and I work that area uh, simultaneously together to cover all those branches. The two of you are busy. (laughs) Very busy. (laughs) More busy than you can realize. (laughs) Yes. So that's a lot of area to cover. It is. It is. You see a lot of people on a daily basis. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll definitely get into that. But first, I want to know, you know, what is your background and what led you to this position? Uh, Interestingly enough, um, I never saw myself in finance. Um, I was not (laughs) the brightest in math. I knew simple math, you know, multiplication (laughs) division, but I never saw myself wanting to work with numbers. And um, I actually uh, started out wanting to be a nurse when I came out of high school. Realized I didn't like blood and dove into marketing. Um, And then it eventually led me to a position as a 17-hour teller at Wells Fargo when I was 21. Uh, And that was mostly just because I needed a job after I moved back home. And uh, I started there and worked my way up to a 40-hour teller position. And um, I ended up leaving them, and I stayed in finance, but I drifted away from banking for a while. I was actually um, in accounting uh, with a very local place in South Hill, wonderful place, wonderful people. I worked there several years and then helped out at a dental place doing the same thing, accounting, down in Raleigh, North Carolina for several years. Then ventured back up here uh, shortly after I decided to settle down and we decided to have a family. Yeah. And I started working in consumer finance, which is a lot different than banking finance. Okay. And um, I managed a branch over there, actually in South Boston, for five years. And eventually I was kind of poached and pulled onto Carter Bank and Trust, <laughs> and I've been there for the last year and some change. So you've definitely seen multiple areas of the banking industry, and I know you said, what is it, consumer? Consumer finance. Is different than? Than your normal banking, yes. Uh, You work with more subpar credit, uh, high-risk credit, uh, but that gave me so much experience. Um, it, It gave me all of my loan experience, really, and it showed me different backgrounds because you would see from one spectrum to the end. Um, you really dove into different finances and different variations, you know, between different loans. And it, I mean, it made me better at what I do at Carter because I can see more than just what comes across my desk. So, well, it goes to show starting as a teller and then Mm -hmm. working your way through the system and learning all the different, you know, facets of it. 
it sounds like you have a great drive and yes. ambition in you um, to want to grow. So what do you think, you know, what characteristics that you have do you think led you to getting to where you are and um, helped you? <laughs> I actually have an old manager from my consumer finance days that I actually suggested that my best personality trait was being feisty. Okay. And uh, heavily independent, which I pride myself in. Yeah. Um, I didn't really wait for anybody to tell me how to do my job. I decided that I was going to learn how to do it and then learn how to do it even better. And that that's really what led me was uh, the passion that was driven behind it and just wanting to do better, wanting to do more, wanting to be at the top of the chain rather than the bottom of the chain. So, I mean, really, it, it's just about believing in yourself as far as I was concerned. I had to really trust that even if I didn't like what I was doing right then as a, like a 17 hour teller, that's nobody's dream job. Right. But I saw what you could do in the banking world. And even after I took a break from it, I saw what other things you have in finance. It, I mean, it's so broad. You can do so many things in finance and in banking. Yeah. Um, you just don't even realize what you can do. That's amazing. <laughs> it is. It, it is. You just have to start somewhere, right? And you do. And even in a bank, you know, everybody thinks of a the bank, they think tellers. That's that's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have people like my position um, as the community banking officer, Mary Bill and I, we, we work the community. We're in charge of seeing people, you know, being the face of the bank in addition to helping out in the branches on the uh, teller line side of things if everybody needs it, filling in for managers. So you have all of that and then you have our side, which is promoting the bank, then also, you know, handling our huge commercial clients, our huge business clients. So, I mean, we see such a broad spectrum of clients. I have people from doing $1,500 loans to people doing a million dollar loans. Wow. So, you know, that that's kind of a very broad spectrum, but it's there's just so much that you can do in the banking yeah. industry. And what does it feel like to you to be looked at you know you're in the community you're mm -hmm. seeing tons of people people are looking up to you mm -hmm. and um, aspiring to be you mm -hmm. because they've seen you grow through that and I'm sure you have team members that want you know yes. to learn from you and so what does that mean to you to be a leader it humbles me honestly it really does because at the end of the day I remember looking up to people the way that I see people yeah. look up to me and it honestly it almost gives me an embarrassing feeling sometimes <laughs> because I just still don't see myself any different than them right I, I still see myself as that 17 hour teller I don't see myself as this person who has this much leadership uh, this much responsibility, you know, it makes you feel very adult. <laughs> uh, you know, you go from wearing slacks and a top and thinking that you're, you know, you're something different. And then now I'm wearing suits, you know, I'm wearing yeah. heels, um, um, speaking at sales conferences, uh, doing this, you know, you just, it's so many things that you wouldn't have even thought that you would do. But, I, you know, it just, it really humbles me a lot of the time. I sit back and think how far I've come. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very proud of myself. You should be. <laughs> so, you know, and that's, that's the only thing that I would hope for anybody who was aspiring to do anything was to just eventually sit back and see how far you've come. So. That is such good advice because we can always make goals for ourselves mm -hmm. and we know where we want to go and we're just always looking so far ahead yes. and we're not looking at what we've really accomplished. It's so easy to get frustrated. I'm not where I want to be. I want to get further along, yes. but celebrating how far you've come. And that's a lot of growth. You know, I, I used to be very hard on myself and I still yeah. am. I, I think that's also a trait that you have to have <laughs> is uh, the ability to be very critical to yourself and recognize that you, you have 
a lot of room to grow and a lot of room to learn. I don't know everything. I don't mm-hmm. pretend to know everything. The things I do know, I share with people because at one point I didn't know them and I would have hoped that somebody would have shared that stuff with me. So that's one of my leadership traits is I, I share what I know. Um, even if they're not going to be in the field that I'm in, I'm like, you know, just so you know, this might make your job easier because it would have made my job easier yeah. in the past. But I mean, like I said, it just, it humbles you almost to sit at your desk sometimes and look around at all the paperwork and you may feel overwhelmed, but then you sit back and think to when you were 21 years old. Yeah. And I say it all the time, that 21 year old girl would have just been baffled to see what I was doing now. So. Yeah. And to be proud of all very, that paperwork. Yes, very, very you. proud of it. I mean, I've never been more proud than a stack of paperwork and endless post notes <laughs> and a schedule that is very colorful. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know you're very busy because we've had conversations about that. So many people um, need your attention. Mm -hmm. So um, that's excellent. And and with that being said, what would you say that your leadership style is like? What is your leadership style? I am a very, I guess, level-headed leadership. I'm not one. I, I, I guess I try to level with the people that are below me. I like to treat them as if we're partners more than they are beneath me and I'm above them. And, you know, my position at the bank really allows me to do that because specifically, you know, I have the authority that a lot of the managers do, but I also have the way to make myself not look like management. I'm more of a, hey, I'm your partner. I'm here to help you. I'm here to represent the bank. You know, if you're having issues with something in the bank or you have ideas and you don't want to say them yourself, mm-hmm. I'll go on your behalf, you know, type stuff. I just, I really like to level with people and make them feel comfortable. I don't want anyone to ever be in a room with me or see my vehicle in a parking lot. You know, I think we've all been there. You pull into a place that you work and you recognize a corporate vehicle or someone who is in a leadership field and you feel that tension in you. You're like, oh gosh, how's today going to be? I have to be on my best behavior. I have to act a certain way. I felt that and I didn't like that. I would rather when they see my vehicle pull into the parking lot or they pull up, they're like, oh, okay, well, Raven's here today. You know, um, she's probably going to bring cookies or she's probably going to bring brownies (laughs) or she's going to ask me insane questions that she knows the answer to uh, and she's going to just be kind of watching over in the corner, (laughs) you know, type (laughs) stuff. But, you know, they're not nervous. If they are, that's, you know, something that I can't handle. But I try to make sure that I'm just a people person that when I walk in, they see me the same as I see them, you know. It's that whole thing you treat the garbage man the same as you treat a CEO type deal. So I love that. Yeah, I, I don't like to act as if I'm anything more than their partner or um, a resource for them, I guess I should say. Yeah. And do you have leaders that you've, you know, learned that from? Yes, yes, I absolutely do. Uh, one of our our leaders, um, Tammy Buttry, um, I was very nervous to meet her. And, um, you know, she's in charge of a lot of the retail things at the bank. And she's just just this woman that she's very intimidating. But then when you meet her face to face, she's warm and she's polite and she just makes you feel at ease. And that's something that I would like. You know, people may be intimidated to meet me in the future as I move up, um, hopefully move up like I would like to. But I would like when they do finally meet me face to face for them to feel that peace that I felt too. Yeah. I think that that's an important thing. I have not felt that a lot in my career with people who were above me. I've always felt that intimidation, again, to feel perfect yeah. or need to just make sure that you're you're on top of everything. You know, you can't relax yeah. <laughs> type thing. So. What do you think it is that makes people 
wanting to impress them. Intimidating. It's something that I've always had to. It's it's you want them uh, to me. It's I want to I want to impress them. I want them to know that I know how to do my job. Um, I am the best at my job as far as I'm concerned in my own mind. You know, I I do it to the best of my ability and I want them to see that too. I want that to radiate and for them to feel comfortable that if they need to put something on me that I'm going to take care of it. I think that's what a lot of it is. You don't ever want someone to look at you and wonder if you're good at what you're doing. Right. Uh, So I feel like that's a lot, at least for me in my career, that's why I've always been intimidating, intimidated or, you know, I'm like, you know, this person's so good at what they do. I hope they know that I aspire to be the same way type thing. That's really awesome. That's very inspiring. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can definitely understand that. And just seeing you here, you're just, you just exude like inspiration. I just love it. <laughs> so, okay. You started and now let's talk about if someone wants to get mm-hmm. into their career, let's just say in any industry, right? what advice would you give them? Because you've started, you know, we'll say from the bottom and now you're here. So. Research that profession, not overwhelmingly, but research it enough to know what they're looking for for those people, um, what kind of people work in that field. That way, you know, you can kind of, if you're not there, because I haven't all, I was not here. I knew what I needed to do in order to get where I wanted in a bank. And that was where I used my consumer finance. I used that to my advantage. I learned, I gained experience. You know, I just never gave up on really what I wanted. And I just paid attention to the characteristics, uh, the education, if there was the experience that was needed, uh, the way that you carry yourself, the things you need to be involved in, you know, things like that in order for you to make the right networking choices. To me, it's all about networking yourself. You know, if I sat over in a corner at South Boston at One Main Financial and never came out in the public, never got involved with the chamber, Mm -hmm. uh, never went out and visited banks for, you know, the merchants Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, I would have never met the people at Carter Bank and Trust that I did. They would have never saw something in me and wanted to pull me over. So, you know, my best advice is if you want to do something like this or anything is you need to know what it takes to survive in that field. And then when you do get that interview, I mean, just go in there and be your most authentic self. Um, You know, don't try to overdo it. Don't try to sell them on the silliness, you know, the logistics. They don't want to see that. They want to see your personality. They want to see your drive. Uh, They want to see your professionalism. They want to hear your dreams and aspirations. The biggest thing that I see when onboarding or listening to onboarding is we want people who are there to make it a career. Yeah. We don't want people who are there just to get a paycheck. Because as you know, probably in your field, if mm-hmm. your people are happy, they work harder. Absolutely. So, you know, that that's what I suggest. If you're truly passionate about getting into something, it's just like anything else. You just have to study it and um, just get behind it and, you know, do the stepping stones to get there. Yeah, and it sounds like a lot of getting out of your comfort zone, it too. Is. It because is. we were just talking about how, you know, we have to be on yes, in our roles. And and not in, and knowing that you don't necessarily have to be an extrovert to be good no. at certain jobs. And, um, you know, being a teller, you have to talk to people all the time. You being do. in front of the community, you mm-hmm. have to. But you don't necessarily have to be an extrovert to no. be good at that. Because I am not. <laughs> I am not, as we just discussed, between yeah. 9 and 5, I am, but, you know, once it cuts off, it cuts off. Yeah, and that's okay, and you can still be successful, yes. so yes. don't be shy and get exactly. out of your comfort zone. Right? And, I mean, it takes a lot. It Trust me, 
again, 20-year-old me would not be sitting here doing this. I can promise you that because I could barely stand to stand in front of my family and make a speech. Really? So, yes. I mean, I was very shy. Uh, in high school, I barely said a peep, you know. Wow. I was a very shy person. Now, once you got to know me, you yeah. couldn't shut me up. Yeah. Um, and that's still true to this day. But, uh, you know, no, there was a point where I would never have done half of what I've done with this bank. So, How did you overcome that? I just practice. Well, really, truly, I just I knew where I wanted to be, and I knew that this was something that it was going to take. I was going to have to play this role, and I mean, I play it very well, and it's something right. I enjoy. It's something I'm very passionate about. But I figured out, you know, I was like Raven, you've got to, you just got to deal with it. You may not like it, but it's not going to kill you. Uh, yeah. Just get up there, smile, be yourself, and you know, eventually, it is over. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, I will probably think about this entire podcast uh, from 10 years. I will lay in bed one day and be like, gosh, I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> um, I feel you. You know, I will overthink things, but I just I just decided that one day being stagnant wasn't getting me anywhere. Yeah. It takes personality in so many fields to be successful. Wow. You can't be closed off unless you're just literally going to be a person who sits in a desk and runs numbers all day. So, uh, yeah. and in banking no you know there's a lot of positions where you can do that but so many are customer facing so you just gotta be able to do it and what is it like working with the public all the time (laughs) it's so delightful i absolutely (laughs) adore it everyone is just such gems um they're just all amazing (laughs) i love your answer (laughs) it fits your position so well (laughs) it does it does they're all great yes and, and it really is because, the I mean, the customers in the community, that's what keeps our doors open. Um, mm-hmm. We have to, you know, every, know that everyone is different. But what I've learned in customer services, you know, not all personality types match. No. But if we can kind of mold and just take ourselves out of the picture and say, maybe exactly. they are just going through something. Exactly. Or maybe I didn't say it in a way mm-hmm. that it's they about- understand. I'll put it into this perspective. I just had this conversation last week. Yeah. It's about your tone. It's about the way that you look. And it's about your presentation. Absolutely. You can almost cuss someone out in a nice way if you're smiling and using the right (laughs) words. You will get your point across, but they won't even know that they were insulted. Right. But, you know, you just have to maintain control of your emotions, which I, believe it or not, I am a hothead. So it takes a lot. It takes a lot for me. There, you know, there are times I have to pull it back in real yeah. quick and just put on a smile. But, you know, you're absolutely right. What, working with the public can be very trying. It can be exhausting, but it's very rewarding. I tend to make a difficult situation um, almost like a reward if I can get through it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, because like you said, you don't know what people are going through. Right. Uh, I know that there are days that I've had to sit back and think, you know, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have treated so-and-so that way. You know, I was going through something and I will. I'm one that will yes. step up and I will apologize. Even if I have to drive back somewhere and go, you may not remember me, but I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, we have people who do that every day. Yeah. And I tell anyone who looks up to me or anyone that I come in contact with at the bank or, you know, any position I've had, that sometimes you just have to really pull it back in mm-hmm. and just realize it's not about you. They're not angry at you as a person. So They're true. angry at a situation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very clear about my expectations with customers um, or clients or, you know, employees, anything like that. I'm very clear. 
on how I feel and how I think. And I set that expectation at the beginning of every conversation. Mm -hmm. That way, at least I can fall back on, well, this, I already told you that it could go this way, you know, so on and so forth. It's about talking to people. Yeah. That is so true. And just understanding and um, it can be hard sometimes, but you're very good at it. (laughs) It's taken a lot of practice, a lot of talks in the shower and in the mirror, positive affirmations. In the beginning, I said, I'm fascinated with this industry and Mm -hmm. I'm so excited, you know, for you to really open up about how many opportunities there are, but I want to know, like, what is a myth about the banking industry? Like, what is something that people are like, oh my gosh, I did not know. I guess the biggest thing is people think that you can rob a bank. Oh. (laughs) And that is the only myth that I can really think of that anybody would really know is, you know, you, you know, you see all these movies about these high pursuits and these people walking away with millions. And I just, you know, I I wait for the day because it's just not true. It's just not going to happen. And I discourage anyone who thinks that it will. Uh, But that is a huge myth. Every time I see a movie about it, I'm like, that would never happen. You know, you sit there and you watch the whole thing unfold and you're like, oh gosh, so many flaws. We would never do that. That is not in the manual, you know, type stuff. But, um, you know, and I guess another myth is that you have to be heavily educated. To work in a bank. No, you do not. Um, There are so many people who have experience versus education. Education is great. Uh, It's wonderful, you know, and there are so many programs that you can take outside of going to college and getting a four-year, six-year degree. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there are some fields, you know, in the bank that do require degrees because you have to know how to do certain things. But so many people think just to get your foot in the door that you have to have so many of these degrees. It's always going to be, just like you see on applications, preferred, but experience, mm-hmm. you know, can over overdo that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I don't like for people to get discouraged or feel intimidated about the banking industry, because just because you don't have what you think you need as far as education shouldn't stop you from applying to that job. Because I can tell you, once you get in front of someone who's a hiring manager, they're not just looking at your education. They're looking at you as a person. They're looking at your experiences and what you can become. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's how I feel like they did with me. I, do I think I was qualified for the position I was in? Not quite. Yeah. But I had the experience to back it. I had the personality. I had the drive. And my boss saw that. And she pulled me on. And I am forever grateful for that because I am, this is, this is my place. Right. So, you know, this is where I want to be. That is such great advice because I remember applying to positions Mm -hmm. when I first got out of school and and didn't know what I really wanted to do. And I would look at the requirements. It's like, should I apply for that? But then I just decided I'm just going to apply for everything. And you never know what they're looking for and how desperate they are for someone, you know? And I just think it's so important to never look at the requirements as hard as some people do. Just take the chance. Oh, yes. And, you know, so many people don't list skills on their resume right. that they have. And I think that's so important because, honestly, if I'm overlooking a resume for anyone or, you know, they're just like, hey, what do you think about this person? That's the first place I look is I want to see what skills you have. Um, I want to see what self-assessment, self-testing, mm-hmm. self-training you've accomplished, you know, outside of college or even if it is college. You know, did you take a nine-month course on customer service? Did you take a nine-month course on, uh, you know, strategic marketing or, you know, money management or anything that we could use to our advantage? We can walk you in as a teller, but that expertise is still needed. For sure. You know, there are so many things that I've learned in past jobs that still come into play with the bank Mm -hmm. that, you know, you wouldn't think would. 
Yeah. You know, so it, it just follows over. You know, at this job, I don't handle uh, delinquent accounts, but at my previous job, I did. But because I had that experience, I know how to talk to a customer before it gets to that point. Yeah. So then our collections department has an easier conversation with them. You know, we have that discussion up front where a lot of people would, you know, close a loan and just, you know, here you go, sign your paperwork, have a great day. And that's the end of their relationship. For me, it's not. I check in on my clients every three months. I make sure their financial situations are still the same. I stay on top of it. So because so many people are afraid to reach out financially if they get caught yeah. up. They're so, the prod. It's the prod. Absolutely. And I always make it known that I may sit behind this big oak desk <laughs> and I may be signing paperwork and it may be look very intimidating and, you know, I get that. <laughs> but I'm a person who, just like you, has went through hard times at one point in my life. Right. And I want them to feel comfortable to come to me person to person and say, you know, Raven, I'm, I'm here. What can I do? Before it gets into a situation where I can't help them. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It's it's just all about, again, circling back to those people skills. Yeah, and, you know, everyone goes through hard times, mm-hmm. and everyone in a position, I know that every position I've been in, I've made a mistake, but right. I've learned so much so from much. that, and to make sure it never happens again. Exactly. But, uh, we embrace mistakes around here at Rogers, so um, I want to know what is one lesson that you've learned through your career that helped you, and you learned so much from that you feel like you're still taking through today? Again, constructive criticism. Yes. Letting things go and not harboring any resentment towards anything. That is the biggest thing that I can suggest. So many people get so, for the lack of better words, held up if you get reprimanded on something. We are all going to make mistakes. I can't tell you how many mistakes I make in a day and time. And I am the first person to say, I apologize. You know, I wasn't aware of this policy. I will make sure moving forward that I do this correctly. Uh, Instead of getting an attitude or getting upset or getting shutting down. So many people shut down. And I just, you know, it's so important not to do that. You have to be accountable. You have to be able to handle constructive criticism in any field. I I mean, that is the biggest lesson I've learned. I was the world's worst. I'm so sensitive, whether people realize it or not. And it used to tear me apart if I did something wrong. Right. And I finally just got to a position and it was because of, a manager I had in um, consumer finance, and she was like, you're fine. I'm yeah. like, you know, I have to let you know that you've done this wrong. Don't be upset. You know, you're not in trouble. Yes. And I'm like, okay. You know, and that's, you know, I finally started to settle down and understand that as you move higher, the more responsibility you have, the more mistakes you're accountable for that aren't oh, yours, but good. also other people's. Yes. So I may personally have not done something wrong, but if someone under me has done something wrong, well, then I'm the one who has to take that responsibility and I have to just turn it around in a better way and educate myself and educate the person who may have made the mistake as well. Mm, that's so smart. Oh, I hope you're loving this because I am to all of my listeners here. <laughs> what are your current goals? Where do you want to go next? Oh gosh, it's endless. It's endless. I have so many aspirations with the bank. I don't know where I'm going to land. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do whatever it is that I can take to kind of get me in the path that I want. I would eventually love to be in operations with the oh, bank. I love that. Um, you know, that is where I think that I would thrive. Uh, you know, I'm good in the leadership field. I'm, you know, great at marketing. Yeah. I think outside the box a lot. And I still have a level head enough to remember where I came from. Love it. So, you know, I'm not ever going to get too big that I forget how I started off or, you know, the community that brought me there. But I would absolutely love to be in operations one day and be the one making the decisions, uh, making the policies, um, 
just really implementing everything. You know, when someone is doing something in a system, yeah, I would like my initials to be on it eventually. I love that. <laughs> and I cannot wait to watch this happen. This is super exciting. And I know that you are participating in a leadership program, yes. which mm-hmm. is going to help you get in front of so many people mm-hmm. and really learn the ins and outs of the community, which yes. is going to help you even more. And I just cannot wait to see this progression. Yes. So, Look, we're just starting out. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you have me wanting to apply <laughs> to work for you right now. So. You need, hey, we have a lot of open positions right now. <laughs> well, okay. So if someone listen, is listening to this and yes. they want to get started and they want to work for you mm-hmm. or start as a teller, mm-hmm. how do they do that? Uh, you go to cbtcares.com and go on down to careers and you can put in your zip code and see any of the job opportunities available in the area. Um, or outside of the area and of course if anyone ever had any questions I am available at the downtown branch most of the time and I'd be happy to answer any of those questions and kind of guide you into uh, the right situation I guess yeah and I mean you're going to want to reach out to Raven Graham this is your choice your chance because she's gonna be a big wick so you need to get to know her and get her on your side right now so you apply and and get down there and you know what other things are you guys offering and you know you're uh, in the community a lot I know so, so. Uh, we're, we're heavily involved in the community uh, again that is one of my job priorities yeah. is to be heavily involved in the chambers and the business after hours um, and volunteering with Tri-County mm-hmm. is something that we're heavily involved in as well. Um, so, you know, we have so many programs available at the bank and it fits any lifestyle, any need, whether you're an individual, a business, commercial client, a uh, farmer. I mean, it, it's endless. Uh, Carter Bank and Trust has really moved forward in the future. Um, they've become very innovative and we're still working through some things. Yeah. Um, but we are striving to be the preferred financial partner as far as a community bank goes in our areas that we service. And uh, personally here in Halifax County, we actually have two Carter Bank and Trusts, yeah. uh, one in Centerville location and one downtown. And then, um, you know, towards Mecklenburg County, we have two, you know, Chase City and Clarksville. Yeah all run by so many great individuals, uh, some that have been here longer than I've been alive. Yeah. And I mean, just so much experience in those branches, it's endless. So I encourage anyone, if you uh, wanna reach out to me, reach out to me, but if you wanna stop by any of those branch locations, anyone in there would be happy and we'll greet you with a smiling face. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned, you know, we're still working out some things and I don't need to know what they are, but mm-hmm. that just means you're growing. We are. And I love when people say that because Every business that is growing is working through some things. Oh, yeah. It's always working through to make things better for the community, for the customers, mm-hmm. for the employees. So I just love that you said that because that's so important. It is. And I mean, we, we don't act to be perfect. We're, yeah. not, we're not ever going to be perfect. It's ever-changing. It's, it's only going to get better. Yes. Um, as my boss likes to say, good things are coming. I love uh, it. So, you know, and they are, and they have kept coming. And I, I am very proud to be an employee of Carter Bank and Trust. Yeah, it's very inspiring. Your story mm-hmm. is so inspiring to me. I cannot wait to see your growth <laughs> at Carter Bank and Trust. I can't wait to spend more time with you and get to know you even more because this is our first time ever having a conversation and I just want to know so much more. (laughs) So thank you for coming on here. I have one final question that I love to ask everyone. Okay. (laughs) If you could have dinner with one living person outside of your family, 
Mm-hmm. Who would it be? And it could be anyone. It could be famous, not famous. It just has to be outside your family and living. Oh, gosh. That is a tough one. There's so many people out there. But, of course, I, I only have one person on my mind right now thanks to social media. you got to go for it. Who is it? It's Leonardo DiCaprio because I just oh, want to know why he doesn't like people who are 25 years and older. <laughs> because I have been in love with him since the Titanic and those dreams were crushed. Oh, no. <laughs> So, I would just like to have dinner with them and be like, you know, us 31-year-olds aren't bad. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, you better be listening. And you need to take Raven out to dinner. Oh, yes, anywhere. You don't even have to, you know, do anything or talk to me. Just sit there with me. I'll talk to you. <laughs> I love it. And he is in the headlines right now. He so is, and that's why that that's fresh in my mind. Any other day, it would probably be something more uh, philosophical, but uh, no, this is, okay. this is it. <laughs> well, I love that response, and I hope he listens. <laughs> I hope he calls I'm going to send it to him. <laughs> yes. I'll be sure to tag him in this. Please do. Hashtag. <laughs> well, thank you again so much. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you to everyone that is listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. And um, do you have any last words that you'd like to say? I do not. Just believe in yourself. And again, if you are looking for a career, uh, one of the best places in Halifax Uh and surrounding areas is going to be Carter Bank and Trust. So come join us. I love it. Thank you. I just love it so much. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to give us all the feedback you have. Please rate, review, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can get a podcast. So be sure to subscribe. And tell us how much you love the Rogers Radio Podcast. I will hear, well, I will hmm, see you or be talking to you next week.